0: Alert. So, so this is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking about the superior Uncle Phil, backup kickers, and taking a shit in the shower. Finish that thing, there's no eating in the car. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Hell, right. right. Hell, yes. Live and Love Vita podcast. (laughs) Uh, Welcome, guys, to NFC uh, Chasing It. We have made it to uh, the Chaser episode.
1: Yeah, and. We took a week off because we're out there living La Vida Loca. Yep, living La Vida freelance.
0: <laughs> That's correct. Uh, it's good to be back. Of course, always we're we're uh, we're here. We're wide awake. We're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> we're fresh. Yeah, uh, I like this episode. I I, I thought I. I Remembered not liking it as much as I did this time. I can confidently say it's a top eighty-six episode now that I've rewatched it after yeah, a couple years. It's
1: it's definitely like a bottom three episode for this season. Maybe the yeah. maybe the worst episode of the season. The season definitely. But it, yeah. Th- but it doesn't come close to like you know your Christopher. No. And that, what what's another real clunker? Um.
0: That's,
1: that's really the only one that comes to mind for me. Yeah.
0: A hit is a hit. I guess was another one with massive Genius. Although I, mean, I, fe- I feel on. like we found a lot of joy in that. In I that got that a soft one.
1: spot in my heart for that one because because I just love quoting massive genius in sessions and no one has any idea like (laughs) i like saying to people i love any type of music that turns shit green (laughs) and people are like whoa this guy's not playing (laughs) okay and the truth is like that's not true. I work on plenty of non-profitable music. Sure. Not-for-profit yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> much like this one right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a not-for-profit podcast. Yeah, exactly. Although it should be. Yeah,
0: I mean, listen, yeah. We'll take all your money if you want to send it to us. Yeah. Not through Kickstarter. It's just that's There's too much of a paper trail that way. We need a Russian, a Russian
1: bank account. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Or uh, Venmo, but just write something misleading like drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: They uh, they apparently watched the Venmo transactions. And if you say the wrong thing, I've, I've heard this story. I don't know if it's true that someone put like... A flamingo emoji, or like wrote flamingo in the, uh, in the, you know, the transaction status or whatever and apparently it's illegal to be uh, selling and transporting flamingos and they got a call from some <laughs> federal agency thinking that they were running like a black market flamingo trade or something. I don't know. Wow. I don't know if that's true but watch out on Venmo
1: guys. Wow. So they <laughs> got the... It. the, the they, they, they're they analyzing the emojis. So you gotta watch out. I guess out. so. Wow. But
0: again, who knows in this day and age what's true anymore. Well, I've you definitely
1: know? sent Venmos that said like for when we went away to Atlantic City last summer like mm. I, sent, I sent our friend money for uh the airbnb and it definitely wrote brent it definitely said brendan hooker <laughs> and which is it, what it was for and he texted me and he was like not cool man oh really <laughs> yeah i think cause, i think because he works for a bank
0: <laughs> Oh, that could be it yeah maybe
1: he was he was just going along with the joke and then i couldn't take a joke and right it, yeah
0: but maybe his phone is probably tapped by the bank the well it is Andro- it, it is android
1: you know so. yeah true very unsafe all the threads go green with him around everybody Mm. has that friend i know you know yeah
0: and we're big into iMessage here at nfc so fuck that green text message shit you ever
1: notice that when you ask someone why they have an android they just no one's answering that question anymore like a few years ago people would be like well i just think it's better because here's why and Mm -hmm. here's why but nowadays when i ask someone about that they're just like i don't know shut up (laughs) (laughs) it's what was there all right (laughs) they gave me two for free (laughs) hey
0: this uh, this show, The Sopranos, makes me miss flip phones a little bit. Whenever I see Tony just like angrily shut his phone and just put it away in his pocket, yeah. I, I kind of miss the satisfaction of just flipping it shut.
1: That's true. Actually, something, something nice. We've talked a lot about the the car eras for Tony, and really mm-hmm. there are, there are two, and, and they're emblematic of different eras of the show. But there's the suburban mm-hmm. or the top. Ta- is it a Tahoe or a suburban? I think it's, I think a it's suburban. suburban. Yeah, the the maroon burgundy yeah, suburban, yeah. and then. Um, And then there's the white Escalade, which I think is, that's very emblematic. But I think that it can be more acutely broken down. Uh, This is for my comp lit class. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be (laughs) be more acutely broken down by his phone. So, you know, initially we have the, you know, traditional corded phone, you know, that he rips off the wall and like throws on the ground and shit. Right. And then we've got the cordless landline phones which some of you ones. remember. Yeah. yeah. That was a big staple of my teenage years. Oh my. Yeah. Same. Totally <laughs> flopped on the bed, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but they sucked for a really long time. Remember when they sucked and you'd be like, I'm losing you. But yeah, like, totally. even if you got closer, sometimes it'd be a disaster. Yeah. There's always a dead spot though somewhere. Yeah. And then there's like the, the little Motorola Star days. I don't remember that one. It, that's just like the little teeny flip phone. Oh, like, like, okay, like yeah. the like, a cell phone, not, a, yeah, not a the gorgeous. original. Yeah. The yeah. original Motorola flip phone. Yes. Only had the numerical screen. Yes. The and, black
0: one with like the kind of bump battery on the top or something. Or yeah, was, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you get
1: the extendo battery and it would be yeah. like two inches high <laughs> and it was so silly looking. <laughs> and then now, of course, the razor. Mm-hmm.
0: That was, that was a big deal at the time. That
1: was a big fucking deal. Yeah. I if, don't
0: think I ever got a razor, but I a lot of either. cool kids around me had them. And, yeah. uh, I kind of want one now. It just seems nice. It seems nice to go back to that.
1: If it could do all the shit that I needed it to do, like, you know, keep track of my budget and yeah. <laughs> pay my health insurance, then like and Instagram fi- and I'd, Twitter I'd, and I could invoice off of it. Yeah. Like That'd be fine. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I don't think it, it did so. I think no. that like, I mean, I like, let's put it this way. I went back and was playing some PS one games. They look mm-hmm. like shit, man. They did.
0: <laughs> it's terrible. I know it's, it's like, but at the time you accept it and it looks amazing. Yeah. You
1: didn't think about it. Yeah.
0: And I, I would look back at, you know, old video games. Cause you know, my, my dad played them a little bit like in the eighties, I guess. Explained and I would so just much. see those and, like how could you look at this and even think it looked good? But I guess you know you just you don't know what's coming next, you know.
1: No, and but also I mean you go back now and you play like Super Mario World two on Super Nintendo. It kind of yeah. looks legit.
0: Yeah, because it was just so simple in a way. Yeah, and not, it's like all two dimensional,
1: yeah. minimal shading. Yeah,
0: yeah, something nice about that aesthetic. Um, all right.
1: We'll see you next yeah, week. <laughs> <laughs> that's it.
0: Uh, well, off this topic, I was thinking about it recently because we've, we've got a million questions about what the Sopranos cast would be doing in, you know, 2018, 2019. And I thought of one. Okay. And it's selling counterfeit jewel pods and counterfeit CBD stuff all throughout New York City. Oh, I love it. Because I, I could just see them doing that. Like, yeah, you just like empty out the stuff and fill it up with some nonsense and like rat poison and then put put it back in the package and sell it, you know? Yeah. I think at was, the very like,
1: least they'd be like hijacking trucks and like getting it around the tax thing and yeah, like something you send the truck up we'll send it back loaded jewel pods charges <laughs> the charges the jewel chargers would yeah, be huge. Well that's, that's yeah but they, sure. they start exploding so they get out of that business yeah <laughs> that'd be a good one uh so that's, <laughs> that's totally true
0: something i thought about walking around you're welcome uh, everyone we'll see you guys next week or walk like a man
1: <laughs> nfc has officially gone from like the the well from whatever was before it, into the jewel era uh-huh
0: yeah, we're in the, the E-Pod era. We, we gotta is,
1: stay in touch with the kids. Yeah,
0: of course, you know? High school kids are doing it. We have flavored NFZ now. Um, <laughs> we also have the low-grade 3% NFZ, yeah. which is really important. <laughs> it's just this slowed down ever so slightly. <laughs> so you get a little less at a time. <laughs> but, but we'll have to start marketing that for kids. Definitely for kids. Uh, we promised. Anyway, so, Chasing It. This is a, It's a weird one. Cause it's, a, it's, it, a, it's, a,
1: it's a weird one, but it's a necessary episode because, like... You know, we have all of this stuff happening leading up to this where Tony's like a little bit unwell, but it's mm. also like, I mean, on the one hand, this is a little bit on the nose, but, uh, the episode, but what I was going to say was, you know, leading up to this, it's kind of a little on the nose in terms of like what, uh, in terms of, uh, how it ends for Tony. Like that's all we've been talking about sort of mm-hmm. between like dead or in the can or whatever. And you got your Johnny sack and you got your, you know what I mean? Yeah, like all that yeah. stuff. And, uh, you know, and then, the, you know, the Christopher thing, which only speaks to, you know, this this house of cards that he has going. Mm-hmm. And um, now we've got an episode that's more about like day to day business and how he's just he's just kind of unwell. And like we're starting to get that familiar feeling that I always get when I'm watching the final season, mm-hmm. which is that whole that there's just like this kind of like shadow of like what's with Tony like going on with everybody
0: yeah he's acting really strange Um, and I think we mentioned it before but like it seems so noticeable. David Chase has said that he doesn't see a difference between this Tony and like previous seasons, Tony's, but I don't, I think it's definitely there. He seems desperate and weird. And you know, it's, it's like cringy in in a different way.
1: It's awful seeing him deal with like, like the way he makes everyone cheer for like his roulette thing and the horse and stuff. It's like, it's just too much for me, you know?
0: So he has like a gambling problem all of a sudden. I mean, I guess he's maybe always gambling, but his problem now is that he keeps losing.
1: Well, Hesh gives us a little bit of insight, apparently, because like, I mean, we kind of assume that Hesh has been good with his money because Mm -hmm. he's like old and rich and around, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, Hesh is saying all kinds of stuff, uh, to his lady friend there Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's, he's. Saying that he's been saying for years, you know, like, goes goes in one hand and out the other or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He bought a boat for three and a half million dollars. That's crazy. Like, holy yeah. shit, bro. With no resale value. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> now you know. Yeah. I mean, apparently, a boat is like, you might as well cut a hole in your pocket.
0: I guess so, yeah. I still want one, though.
1: Yeah. They um, say that, actually, we should mention this episode written by Matt Weiner. I, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, uh, Directed by the Tim Van Patten, mm-hmm. who we were in the same room with not one month ago. So
0: we basically directed this episode. Just just saying.
1: He told us, he was like, you guys get it. (laughs) Like you could have done it. It doesn't matter that I did it. Uh, um, yeah,
0: this is it's it's like a real Matt Weiner episode too because I I yeah. kind of feel like it reminds me a lot of the the Mad Men quote. I'm probably gonna fuck it up a little bit, but it's uh when Don says that happiness is just a moment before you want more happiness. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like that's a major theme of Mad Men, and then a pretty big theme of this episode. Like e- a, every time yeah. you, it's this. That's why he's gambling basically, and why even though he has everything he could possibly need in life, he's still, you know, looking for just
1: more you know well and that's a big thing theme with Don Draper too because the scene you're talking about in Mad Men is when he's like you know they're the company's doing fine but he's sick of like just doing this day-to-day like oh we're fine type shit like mm-hmm. like Don could never be like a Burt Cooper and just hang around and mm-hmm. be like it's fine Hesh is a lot like a Burt Cooper
0: yeah you know
1: uh, who's like got plenty of money he's not trying to risk it he's trying to be smart with it and just kind of Zen and day-to-day and things yeah. like that and um, and Don and Tony have a lot more in common where like Tony could kind of like chill out a little bit mm-hmm. and be fine, but it's the you know, as as has been said a lot, you know, it's the life he can't live without. Yeah. And he's sure. just on to the, the the next thing, you know? Yeah. Uh is it coming up where he says to Melfi that he's more successful than his father ever was or something like that? Or has that that maybe I think that, that's already happened. Maybe that's already happened. But yeah. it's totally true. Like he kind yeah. of he's like he's like officially like an old rich fat guy it's like everything he ever wanted and yet he's more miserable than ever
0: yeah and it 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 really shows like i feel like this episode really asks like the question is this it you know that he's always kind of asking it's it's and that you know it's i don't know i mean i have more than i need really i mean like there's plenty of shit that i want but like i'm surviving you know And, and yet still it's just kind of like well this can't be all there is you know isn't there more isn't there like isn't it more than a pair of socks? You know, that's, yeah. that's, I feel like that's what this episode is asking oh, you know, totally. in particular, really, and
1: then, uh, you know, and, and given Tony's proclivities for hostility and for blame and things like that, he's basically spending this entire season, like singling out his friends one by one and being yeah. like, do you die or not? And then in a couple of episodes, Chrissy gets it. Yeah. And, you know, cause like it's it, I, when I first saw it and, and even in subsequent viewings, I didn't really see that pattern in this final stretch here where like, it literally is like the first, what, four or five episodes. Yeah. It's been it's one like, right after the other. Yeah, right? It's like Bobby, Chrissy, Polly, Hesh. And yeah. then, and then we sort of, you know, we get back to Chrissy right um and he's just like looking at like people who have argu- arguably been the most loyal to him carmela kind of gets it in this episode yeah yep. social assassination
0: yeah and i mean yeah there's that really uncomfortable moment where he actually grabs her and yeah. he's just like holy shit you know yeah uh which i know yeah again that's like we've seen him do that to other people before and even kind of get in carmela's face but um, he just seems increasingly desperate, and and like he's intentionally isolating himself. You know, oh for sure, uh, and maybe also realizing that he doesn't have actual friends. It's it's really sad at the end when Renata dies, and he brings Hesh that bag of money and.
1: Doesn't even hang doesn't, out.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of like, here's your money. <laughs> and like, you just kind of realize that, oh yeah, these, you don't y- hang. Yeah. They're not friends at all. And he really has none and he's maybe
1: accepting it. I, I don't know, but yeah. Um, and I was sad. I, I was really enjoying seeing a little bit of Hesh's personal life there. Like mm-hmm. Hesh is, has a nice little support system. I love the conversation between Hesh and his son-in-law or is it his son? Um,
0: Eli. yeah, it's his
1: so, It's his son-in-law, I think. So, yeah. He's the one who got
0: hit, I guess, at the beginning of the season. Yep. Beginning of season six, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different
1: actor, though, no? Or Different actor. Yeah, okay. But good actor. Yeah. Um, and I like how they're talking, like, so above board. And, you know, like, clearly this this guy knows a lot about the mafia because of Hesh. You know, yeah. he's like, come on, he's a boss. He has more than $6 million, like, in the bank.
0: Yeah, but Hesh doesn't think so? Or? Hesh says, if I had to
1: guess... Minus debts and stuff like that under six. Under six. That's what he says, which Insane. sounds like a lot to me. Yeah, but Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that like being boss, it's like you're at the top of like a vast amount of just like, he's like, he's like a PayPal sort of in a way. Yeah. Cause he's just getting a little piece of like every piece of money that flies by, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. That's how it goes. And that's what makes it, um, especially sad that he can't even give a hundred K to, um, Marie Spadafore doesn't want to doesn't, basically doesn't want to because he wants yep. to bet it on the Jets and you know uh, in this alternate universe, the Jets in Miami are really good. Somehow, um <laughs> they keep
1: winning. It seems. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and Buffalo, like and yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo beating Tampa. Game. I love that <laughs> guy. <laughs> Buffalo, that guy's the best. I, I really that. thought Tony was gonna beat him up <laughs> me in too. that scene.
0: Fully expected that. I Even thought, having seen it, I was like, does he beat this guy up? I forget. Yeah, because he
1: just reminds me of Georgie, like yeah. going off half cocked. And like Georgie has since, like he went back to school. He's a he's a paralegal now or something. It, when was the
0: last time we saw Georgie? It's been forever, right? It was. <laughs> Back in five? the Ralphie
1: days, I want to say. Back in the what now? In the Ralphie days, yeah, like, maybe. Was that four?
0: Yeah, but I, I thought he was in it after that, and there was like one more crazy beating, <laughs> in in like the, <laughs> yeah. I think it's the anger management episode, maybe. It could but be. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. I don't know. Georgie,
1: when, when he starts hassling Tony about the ice, yeah, dilute <laughs> <laughs> the drinks, especially scotch. Yeah. You know?
0: A lot of people say the show went downhill when Georgie left, and um, I don't think well, we can't disagree with that. You know, yeah, it definitely drops in quality. It's way darker, way more sad.
1: Absolutely, conspiracy theory. Guy in members only jacket is Georgie. Just lost a lot of weight. A lot of weight. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, I mean, there's the ice falling off his shoulder. I think it's, it's there's a, a towel. lot of clues He's got the there, all over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of clues that that could be Georgie. We just don't know. I don't know. They leave it ambiguous on purpose. Unanswerable question. Yeah, it's one of those things in life. Um but yeah, so Tony is is I think just at his most depressed right now, even though things are good and there's he should be feeling okay. You know, it's it's like mm. the end of season two before he kills Puss. He's like, things are good, what the fuck? What's gonna happen next? And this is like an hour of that, basically. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: well, and, he's just making it worse. And Carmela says that. She says, So you just make you put up more money and you make it worse? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And he just can't admit that he's wrong. He look so I mean Let's dispense with the 500-pound elephant in the room, Mm -hmm. Renata. Mm -hmm. Awfully coincidental.
0: It is, but I I don't know. Would he then still give Hesh the money uh, after you are saying he might have killed Renata or
1: something? I don't know. I ain't saying nothing.
0: I mean, you know, I'm not saying nothing either, I guess. Uh, I'm just saying the—I don't know.
1: To to, to steal a Bill Simmons trope, is that an unanswerable question? I suppose so. Yeah. But, like, I feel—okay, so— I, I'm not a fan of going into these things. Cause I, I think we're not really supposed to know. And it's just like, you know, the show is all about like, it plays on the chaos of life and how yes, yeah. everything is not a one-to-one and everything doesn't have to do with you, you right. know, but, um, especially us, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh <laughs> um, like if we're going with this theme, you know, it's it. So it, it reminds me a little of the Godfather, Mm-hmm. When, uh, Waltz wakes up in his, uh, his bed with the horse head. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And Hesh is so sweet. What do you want for breakfast? You know, like all this stuff. And, uh, and the other thing is that like, this is, he's been playing, he's been like dabbling with this idea of murdering a friend, right? You know, like, you know, uh, started with Bobby and then we get through to Polly, and then, you know, the Chris thing is like a much bigger festering yeah. issue. Um, than just, am I going to pop one of my friends? But, uh, you know, I feel like this was like a little, a little hip check for, for hash, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of it, like, if, if he did it, he's sort of like dabbling with the idea a little bit. He came close. He didn't do it. He killed someone else. Mm. Um, And he just like like he just had to win, even though he had to pay this money back. Yeah, he just had to show Hesh what's what, essentially.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I wouldn't put it past him, I guess. But I think it's more what you were saying is that it's kind of just about like the chaos of it all, Mm -hmm. you know? Like there's just something cold and uncaring about just the universe, really. And there's something just like cosmically unfair that you know happens sometimes. Like where a guy like Tony Soprano could be. You know way up as he says and then like a comparatively good guy like Hesh could just suddenly lose. Yeah. yeah i mean you know um but could suddenly lose his wife in her sleep like that and uh yeah. even though he's in the right in this particular episode i guess but of course hash you know yeah I, don't, I wouldn't call him a good person necessarily no, for sure but still um you know it's just cosmically unfair that a guy like tony could win once again you know mm-hmm. and uh he somehow does. It's it's just one of those things. I think you know. Um,
1: it's also it's also a pretty potent statement that you know Hesh is. Just obliterated because I mean, are they married? I think so. Yeah, and Uh, I
0: think that like there's pictures of Hesh when he's young with like a young black woman, and I'm assuming that he likes
1: likes black ladies for sure. Yeah, well, ladies
0: or this particular lady, i like, have they been married forever, or is this like a? She does not look anywhere near as old as him. I guess that's true. She's like a solid 20 years younger. Yeah, (laughs)
1: easily, easily. Yeah, true, true, Um, true. So I think that she's newer to the picture. Plus, Hesh. Apparently had children with a Caucasian woman because mm. he has his daughter, right? I guess okay. Yeah. So, so he yeah. knows what that's about? But I mean, like, it's just. Um, I mean, it's a pretty potent picture that he's sitting there and he's just totally destroyed by the fact that Renata's dead mm-hmm. and Tony leaves him in the room with his giant bag o' money mm-hmm. and yet doesn't really do much for Hesh. Not surprisingly, thankfully, right. you know, but it's a pretty solid picture that Tony is just basically building himself a tomb with a bunch of money in it. Yeah.
0: Basically. Um, a misery,
1: a misery room, um, you know, um, like, yeah, he's like pushing himself into his own twilight zone episode. I mean, he'll talk about that, but right. He's gonna have all the money in the world, but, he's like longing to kill one of his friends and like, just can't live with them. It's just terrible. Yeah. It's just,
0: it's just not enough. And, and yeah, all those things that he's like, you're saying I'm, I'm, all that weighs on him in a different way. So he can be up, you know, way up even, but it's, he's so is full he really? shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's but, like, well,
1: I'm alive. I'm way up, which is kind of true in his world. Yeah. He's, he's
0: like twisting a good lesson in a way where he should be yep. like, you know, I'm alive. I don't need to be winning every gambling bet or who cares about like the jets or the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> but in Dead, he's like he's he's totally just missing, as usual, just missing the point of that. Oh, exactly. You know, exactly.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's really uncomfortable to watch him. Just, I mean, he's just furthering his descent into darkness. That's like the that's the yeah. biggest theme here. And um, everyone who's in his life is just sort of playing Russian roulette. It seems. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hesh Hesh almost got it. I mean, even fucking Carlo and. Uh, and it was a Carlo and Bobby who mm-hmm. were in the car with him. They're like, who the fuck's going to know? Just kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't give a shit. Carlo is also a bonehead, you know? Yes. But like, and I love that. I love that. He's just one of those dudes that gets introduced. This is part of the new class, you know, <laughs> uh, class we're, of 2006. We're going to get a few killer new characters coming up between uh, yeah. Carlo Walden. Walden. <laughs> Uh, The two young
0: Carlos They're both named Carlo I think right or no No. There's Carlos' son, Carlo Jr. And uh, Patsy's Son as well Luke? No i forget meadows dating patsy jr i think right or pat or patrick jr well, we haven't
1: found out yet right Not yet. No, yeah no we don't know quite yet yeah they're playing uh, footsie right some but something's going on there we'll find out finn soon enough finn is officially gone mm-hmm. we miss him a lot he won't be coming back <laughs> we think <Yeah.
0: laughs> I, it might surprise us who knows there's like the extended cut on hbo go now with an extra finn scene in there somewhere goes he
1: back he's like meadow come on let's come to costa mesa
0: i'd watch i'd definitely watch yeah for sure uh but yeah i think you're right like he's really isolating himself Probably because he just feels so completely depressed and um, trying to bring everyone down with him slash just For sure. like y- you know. That, that's
1: a, I mean that's another I'm not trying to stoke any conspiracy theories here because I don't really think that this happened nor do I think there's a real answer to it mm. but like you know him tr- him trying to bring people down to his level is is. let's take it out of the context of Renata's death okay mm-hmm. him trying to bring people down to his level of misery answers a lot of questions and and. Get, sets the stage for a lot of his behavior in this final season mm-hmm. between what he does to Bobby making him murder that guy mm-hmm. uh, what he puts Pauly through um, you know uh, it, and uh, in the subsequent episodes re- like sort of refusing to help his son in any sort of meaningful way mm-hmm. he just kind of forces him to go down this dark rabbit hole that he was pushed to go down right Um, when he was about AJ's age we find out AJ is like about 20. I think yeah I think the next it's couple like of episodes 21
0: or 22 at this point right like
1: wouldn't he have he been says, are, uh, no he says 20 yeah. um Oh yeah, because uh he st- he starts staying out all night with the Parisi guys. Yeah, I guess I thought And Carmela's like, he is twenty years old or something like that. Okay, yeah. I, I
0: th- guess I was gonna say I know he goes out drinking, but I guess like in that world it doesn't really matter. He could be he was like eighteen two seasons ago no. going out to these Manhattan clubs. So
1: Yeah, that's why our, yeah. Our, that's why our wives don't like going out anymore because they got right. out of their system. <laughs> we were like trying to get trying to like get someone to buy us a 40 and they were like already at like fucking limelight in high school. <laughs> they ruined it. Yeah,
0: they did. They did. It's uh I wanted to talk about that scene with Carmela. I think is um, kind of been like kind of speaks to my theory about the ending of the show. I mean, okay. she's sort of talking about like how there's is always going to be something they'll always be looking up, just wondering what when the, what the next thing is going to you know come to get them. Basically, and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that also plays into the finale. Well, I, I, well,
1: let's give it a little context here. So she, yeah. So she's we find out that she and and um, uh, her dad have uh, have finished the house, mm-hmm. Hugh. Hugh DeAngelis. Yep. Um, they finished the house, water under the bridge, whatever. Yeah. They're selling it.
0: To they're Brian. selling it.
1: But once again, like the fact that Tony was able to fast track her in these sort of sleazy business practices as right. far as building are concerned. And look, I'm no expert. Like Hugh has clearly built like a trillion houses, including yeah. including the Soprano house. Yeah. Um, And apparently he's been doing this shit like forever. Right. So who really knows if like it matters or not? Like, but the point is that because of the fact that Tony kind of gave her that coupon was able to get the speeding ticket squashed or like, you know, lean on the Dean or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, he's sort of just infected Carmelo with something that's never going to go away, which is just, he's not only ruined something that she worked really hard on, arguably really hard mm-hmm. um, for her. for her yeah sure. I mean, like yeah. this would have been an honest to goodness accomplishment were it not for the blood money right like if they hadn't done that and just legitimately sold it and then made like a profit mm-hmm. this would have been an honest to goodness accomplishment she could sleep at night but mm-hmm. he's infected it by doing that and like she got she she you know she doesn't know a whole lot about business and things like that mm-hmm. she feels that you know she's the queen of what you know north Caldwell, west caldwell north caldwell Mm -hmm. wherever they live and so she's stuck with this and like that's something that he then plays on even more because um he wants her to feel miserable at the same time but Mm -hmm. regarding what you were saying i just wanted to give that sort of context to it because she's finally getting a taste of the like you know the, the on a long enough timeline you keep behaving like that something's gonna happen yes yeah
0: yeah, she is. She gets like a very small taste of what Tony, I guess, is feeling basically all the time. On some level, yeah. he might he buries it down and goes to therapy about it. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Um, Whether
1: it's the Russian coming back or members only guy mm-hmm. or fucking the millions of other people or just the existential dread of like all of the people that have been killed. Mm hmm. To afford them this lifestyle, it's an interesting uh, way of way of relating that to the ending.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I forget the exact quote, but um, she basically says something like that. You yeah. know, like it's 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 always going to be something. Um, and I, I of course think like the ending is just bigger than than the end of like Tony's story. And I I, I guess I always mm-hmm. try to relate it to something bigger, maybe more existential. But like it's yeah. kind of true. That's another thing that's like true for all of us, basically. Is uh, you know that just Scary kind of feeling, like what is going to happen. Like we just go, th- we go through life just worrying basically all the time. Yeah, um, and you know that has quite an effect on us. Um, but also, it's like you that kind of stops you from just like taking stock of what you have and you know it sounds cliche or trite but like just appreciating that in a way you know like completely the carmela uh they have that really nice dinner outside and you know the sun's beautiful and the whole family's there and she should be celebrating the fact that they sold the house but for many reasons she's anxious about it and like can't enjoy that moment you know what i mean because she's just worrying like well what what next is going to happen something's going to happen to me of like course. uh and you know that's like sort of just the human condition in a way i guess and absolutely uh so yeah <laughs> of course it is <laughs> that's to me relates to the ending at least i think like and we'll we'll get there at some point in six to nine months um <laughs> but, but well, i, I couldn't are help but think about a that a while yeah um and will before we get there too like I feel like we both think the ending is about so much more than just like whether he lives or dies when the thing cuts and I just feel like that is one of the many themes that this final season and the final scene is trying to talk about really yo I couldn't agree more so well don't then just stop agreeing um can't stop yeah so that uh i mean that i think about like sums up the gambling storyline we'll have a little bit more to talk about but um let's take a little break and then we have to come back and talk Beto jr and uh uncle phil
1: oh boy oh boy
0: (laughs) the best uncle phil on
1: television no i'm kidding well (laughs) uh, okay (laughs) this this just got interesting all right yeah more with that soon all right No fucking ZD is brought to you by Buffalo A! Woo! <laughs> Don't be shy, just let your feelings roll long by. All right. Don't be shy. <laughs>
0: Don't <laughs> Welcome back. our yeah. advice to Tony. Yeah. Um, so, uh,
1: Little Vito. Lil V. Lil V. <laughs> as, as what's her name says. Maurice Spadafore. Is how she calls him? I didn't even notice that. It's Lil V, Tony. He's, uh,
0: you know, good kid. Coming along, doing great in school. What else can we say? You know, we're real proud. <laughs> proud, proud dads. Very proud of him.
1: This is like possibly the most ruthless that we see, Phil. Yeah, it might be, actually. Still speaks to my theory. Maybe, yeah. They were lovers. Phil feels terrible about what he's done to this kid. When else has Phil been like, sure, I'll jump in there and try to lend a hand? Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly a rousing pep talk that he gives the kid.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. And he's like, I've raised kids. And
1: I'm just like, really?
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess he's doing it to avoid having to pay for anything, really. Um, Because it is Phil's problem you know like yeah he did cause all of this basically i mean tony's not innocent tony's
1: not wrong though he is getting his pocket picked second time around Mm -hmm. here because Vito was such a massive earner yeah maybe his gambling maybe this gambling thing is coming up more now because there's less money flying around
0: yeah they they try to make that connection it's the gambling thing's still weird but yeah he he does yell at
1: carlo and he says i didn't have half these problems when Vito was around because he'd like earned like what does he say? 10 times what you did, even I if guess, he was yeah. taking it up the ass or whatever.
0: <laughs> he's still, he's just, he's just forgetting all the other problems he had though. In the, in the, the typical Tony way or yeah. the, the thing we all do really. Yeah, totally. Um, can't ba- stand this microphone. <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah, we look back and it's not as bad as it once, as we thought it was at the time and then get mad about other stupid shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, little, little V is, uh, uh, having a hard go of it. Um, trying to find himself. Uh, he, he, f- he's fallen into the goth world a little bit you know whichever which we all do i mean i'm in my goth phase now we at, love it at 33 <laughs> just i just like how you like, did it
1: post-wedding you yeah. know just a little bait and switch
0: I, I think this is the real me now just white makeup black lipstick <laughs> black nails black nails
1: yeah but only like the pinky and the index finger yeah and a really long pinky finger so you're doing the satan sign oh hell yeah all the time fuck yeah i love satan yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a truly sad episode mm-hmm. in ways that i mean I think maybe all of the episodes in this season are truly sad, Mm -hmm. but between Renata and especially like the scene where little V is like hauled off by the weirdo. Yeah. Like, corporal punishment school dudes
0: that shit terrifies me i'm not or i guess it did when i was young and like my parents never even like threatened that but just the idea of something like that happening like oh, I the military. That, really? i mean yeah and when i think when i look back like no one even knew it was sent off to military school or anything like that but yeah it just freaked me the fuck out being a kid and just wanting to be a kid and then having to go someplace like that or to west point or whatever just seemed terrifying well, they to me
1: tried it with with aj yeah but AJ just, like, couldn't handle it. Yeah. And he's got his weird genetic ticks, which we'll get into in the, in the next uh, episode. But, yeah, l- I mean, is this, this is controversial, but is this actually a good thing for Lil V, just to be away from all these horrific people who murdered his dad?
0: I mean, yeah, maybe probably, yeah, probably. I think he would have been better off going up to Maine with his actual with his mom
1: and this is a good point you know she seems like a good mom yeah they seemed like they had an okay home life
0: i think so i mean it seems that way she cares at least and she's not an all-out criminal so there's that you know
1: it's unfortunate though that she doesn't get up on her hind legs and say oh you know what i'm gonna like figure this out Mm. and not that that would be easy but her first move clearly is you know Right, it's like submitting a proposal to the boss, basically. Yeah, you know, and um, and it's it, it's just one more instance of of the wives really getting the shaft, and like the guys reneging on their plans, mm-hmm. like the you know the way that I mean we've heard it a million times. Like if anything happens to you, we'll take care of your family. That's part of mm-hmm. it, you know. Mm-hmm. But they just don't
0: they don't i mean well yeah they don't or they'll do it for a low price you know yeah they're, they're not going to do it for 100k but i think what does it cost in the end like a- 18? 18 yeah yeah so basically it became a business decision to them in a really sad way
1: well that's on brand yeah of course if nothing yeah. else yeah. <laughs> true they, <laughs> they really they stay are, consistent
0: they, they do uh, and you know, I think that even if Tony won some of those gambling bets, you know, won the Miami thing because of that, the backup kicker or whatever, um, he <laughs> uh, it's
1: always about the backup kicker. I know, and
0: uh, it, their, their little inside details are just too funny yeah. and just desperate. Um, I've I've never understood gambling in that way, so maybe maybe someone out there gets it more than I do, but it's just scary to me, and I'm kind of like I'd rather hold on to the money that I work to get.
1: Oh yeah, I mean. Anyone who's ever gone to a casino and like very quickly lost 300 bucks. Yeah. At a time in their life where 300 bucks was like quite meaningful. Yeah. That's that'll do it, you know. Any amount,
0: any amount at all. And then like getting up to these giant amounts of, of money just it
1: just terrifies yeah, me. He's putting like 25 Gs down. I mean and yeah. and it's <laughs> we're talking about Tony and his gambling again. <laughs> yes. But but like he, you know, he w- he wins uh, what do they call it in roulette? He like got one straight up mm-hmm. in roulette, which means he guessed the number. Right. Which is so rare. Yeah, I would, I would I, imagine.
0: I yeah, I would assume so. I mean, too, it's but, like
1: one in a hundred or something. Like it's a, it's not, it's a lot of numbers there. Yeah. And he, got, he hit one straight up and he should have just taken his ball and gone home. Right. Yeah. You he know? had enough
0: right there. But yeah. Yeah. I guess we are talking about it again, but yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, still it's weird to me. Uh, and I guess it's just, it's the thrill really of maybe losing it all must feel really nice. I don't know. Yeah. Because I've heard, it's the same thing with like, I, I forget where I heard this, but someone was talking about it in comparison to someone doing drugs where it's, like the moment before the moment is just so exciting that that's the oh, addictive yeah. part, you know.
1: Oh, totally. Um, and the high isn't like, and Melfi misses it when she asks if the high—it's the high of winning, and it's really the high of the, the chase, like and, the anticipation, and the right anticipation, before, yeah. 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 Like they—they
0: they, they say that drug addicts are like they have the most pep in their step on the way to go picking up the drugs, you oh, know, totally. before because it's like everything in the universe feels like it's lining up properly, and you know it's just exciting, and they got yeah. their shit. Um, but anyway, I mean, all his losses essentially make it so that he, uh, has a reason for not paying for Vito Junior's smooth.
1: Yeah, it's an excuse for it's, sure. Yeah,
0: Cause he does have that money somewhere, somehow, or they could like, you know, he could take it away from some low lowly guy down the, down the totem pole, I'm sure. And, and just be like, that's it. You're kicking up more per week to me from or just now on.
1: liquefy some offshore assets, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. But I mean. I have to say like at the just like right off the bat, I was definitely disappointed in in Marie Spadafore, like going to him for this because it's just she just hasn't learned anything from the situation. She's just totally ignorant of mm-hmm. everything that happened with all of this. yeah, and she's ignorant of like how much these people actually cared about Vito and about her. yeah and that's a that's a tough one, you yeah. know. That that's that's the that's the toughest thing to see her be in denial about.
0: Yeah. She's learning that like their empathy only goes so far if they have any at all, basically. Yeah. She assumed
1: that there was so much, but you know, and Tony acts like he gives a shit, but she she sort of knows by the end of that conversation, and she's like he kind of makes it sound like he's gonna go for it, and then he's like, Let's let's do some research with Phil, let's get him in here and all this stuff, and he's kind of stalling and then he's like, we'll get this, for- we'll get this sorted out one way or another or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And she, and you can see on her face, she's like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because she has to go with, because she went to him, she's got to go with what he says. Right. You know? Yeah. Can't really protest to someone like Tony. No. Especially when you ask for their help. Right. Yeah. You're kind of giving him license to make huge decisions for your family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, his decision is to go to Phil
0: first and yep. we go to Phil's coronation, I guess, with Nancy Sinatra. in <laughs> that really bizarre, bizarre, very, very bizarre scene. The directing in this episode in general is really bizarre, or at least like the camera work is, you know, I think that's like one of the things that throws people off is that there's a lot more shaky cam mm-hmm. and it doesn't really have this typical just like, you know, standard uh, tripod or just set shot like the Sopranos normally has. It's handheld and a lot of close-ups and uh, Nancy Sinatra just staring right at the camera and walking towards us. Yeah,
1: that's the weird... It's like... It's the strangest thing. Yeah.
0: I wonder what it went into the decision to change their style so late in the game and what maybe that means, if it means anything at all. Or maybe they just like couldn't rent a tripod that week and it was like, fuck it, we're going handheld. I don't really know. Yeah. But I think that's one of the things that throws people off is like stylistically, this episode is really strange compared to the rest of the episodes. It's
1: true. I mean, the Nancy Sinatra thing, it, even in and of itself, is it's just, strange. just
0: like, so weird. It's a little bit like the happy birthday scene with uh, his dad's Kumar. Right. kind of uh, only it's nancy fucking sinatra
1: <laughs> and it's not some point where they're like trying to build tension like that happy birthday thing is just to make you straight up uncomfortable yeah i guess it is and, and then yeah. they cut away to tony's face and he's like just like oh my god but this it's just it's weird and it's like the album version of the song yeah and of clear lip sync yeah, yeah. absolutely i yes. mean and and they can get it they can have a pass on that but yeah i, I get it it's just but also like the whole idea that Nancy Sinatra is like knowingly at the coronation of, of the New York boss of the mafia.
0: Yeah. And it's like, she's very touchy feely with Phil too. Like I was watching it with, with the wife and she was just like, are they supposed to be fucking or what's going on here? I think that, I I, I think
1: Nancy knows Phil's proclivities because she mm. says you two going to go home together. Oh, true. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Another one. Another point. Another point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's a bizarre scene. Um, I uh, it, I guess this is Phil just announcing so to this—he's the debutante at the debutante ball tonight. Basically. I suppose so, huh? You know, that's that's what I took away from it. it was this was his, his his like coming out party in a way? No pun intended there. Well, uh, or maybe who knows? Um, but either way, bizarre scene and um, Phil is probably the last person you'd want talking to a kid about anything sensitive or
1: anything having to do with emotions um oh i know i mean and clearly like his whole there's no eating in the car thing mm -hmm. is just so emblematic of someone who's so far removed from children
0: yeah because
1: like yeah okay we don't want anyone spilling anything in our cars either but like if you have kids guess what yeah you don't drive a fucking new cadillac expecting it to to come out pristine you've you get the you get the Camry you get the Subaru with right. the with the you know the low grade upholstery because it's gonna get fucked up yeah you yeah. know this of course guy... of course he's particular about it though I know anyway, it's great yeah. it's uh, it's, uh, it's such an old Italian guy moment yeah. per- I'm sure that's something that like that's like a dead ringer for that shit that that uh, Terry Winter must have heard growing up in Bensonhurst or oh, something yeah. like that Absolutely. you know I mean totally. th- these are people who have like plastic over their couches and stuff yes. like that <laughs> like the, the that kind of Brooklyn Italian
0: yeah Gotta is there a, did they have a date in mind for when they're gonna take that off the couch like is there a special occasion <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, so weird. I don't understand it's,
1: it's for the resale value <laughs> I guess yeah
0: probably maybe it's smart I don't know it's
1: like a it's like a couch that's on display and you can still use it but like you don't get use out of it so that it stays good for using late like I, but it's not for using late it's that it never made sense to me.
0: Yeah, I me mean, neither. I guess it is to sell back or, or just to keep the value, but I would I would just want to eventually just be like, all right, today's the day. I'm taking it off. Like it survived like yeah. I guess my kids growing up, they didn't spill anything on it. Finally, we can remove this plastic
1: condom on top of the couch. It drives me crazy like when people you see people with like like electronics they, they didn't peel the little thingy off. Yeah, yeah. And it's just getting kind of fucked up and wrinkled and I'm like, do you know that that can be taken off or you do you think that that's like is it helping it protection? Yeah. Because I don't think so, you know.
0: I'll leave it on before I put my case on, but normally I, I'm buying the case at the same time. Oh, I'm so. peeling it
1: right off. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh it's a nice man. Feeling. I don't like. I wish it feels so much better without it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's it's just <laughs> doing it without anything on is raw dog iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, Phil is uh, obviously not going to get it. And of course, also killed the guy or killed the kid's dad. So I mean, like slash was his lover slash maybe was his lover. Um, But it's again, just yet another example of this whole, um, you know, the issue with dads, basically. Either not having a strong enough one or in Vito Jr.'s case, not having one at all. Phil probably not being a very good one. I'm sure, I'm sure in his yeah. very old school mind, it was like, no, 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 my wife is going to raise the kids while I go out and like just keep doing my business, you know, and date men. And date
1: men, maybe, or date I su- everyone. I suppose my whole Phil's gay thing is like an infomercial at, in the middle of the night on like on NBC where it's like the opinions are not the opinions of NBC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause Brendan won't, I, I, I feel that Brendan won't get behind this 100%. So
0: I can't get behind it. 100%. I mean, it, like it's been out. I mean, a lot of people, have a lot of people have felt that way. I
1: have, I came upon it independently.
0: Yeah. I mean, well you did. Um, I, I just think it's more kind of about just like their whole world of like toxic masculinity. Like a, a man sure. is a certain way to yeah. someone like Phil and it's someone who's like very particular and kind of an asshole and also doesn't, you know, doesn't cry and walks like a man or isn't right, sensitive right, right. like AJ,
1: you know, like. Basically. And Phil mentions masculinity to to Little V at, yeah. their, at their conversation while, while Little V's eating a sundae. Yeah. And it's very, um, you know,
0: like old school isn't even isn't the worst of it. It's, it's like toxic, basically. Yeah. It really is. You know, it's like you, men have to be a very particular certain way us to respect them and and that's normally being like just kind yeah like i said like an asshole or yep. um you know tony i think thinks he's being a man quote-unquote standing up to hash but really he's like being like borderline anti-semitic and like just also no, an asshole. Anti-Semitic, like, yeah yeah it's it's just yeah full-on especially in the uh, the scene that, and and uh, satrials but absolutely um that's just the world they live in the the veto juniors and the aj's kind of and i guess the anthony juniors just don't really survive um you know well, and then, it's a
1: form of toxic masculinity that's not just toxic to everybody else because i feel like when people say toxic masculinity they're talking about the effect that it has on others which is totally mm-hmm. valid but in what what sopranos also explores is is what they're actually inflicting on themselves
0: oh totally yeah totally yeah but there it still like promotes a, a culture of just like homophobia yeah. and 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 all this other shit and um
1: not you know, being, not being weak, not succumbing to your feelings.
0: Yeah, um, staying the course, which is really no way to raise a kid. And and I'm not like trying to go the other way. You know, like people always make up these like boogeymen uh, participation trophy scenarios. Where yeah. apparently I never got a participation trophy as, as much as I as far as I, I can did. remember. I thought it
1: was stupid.
0: Yeah, I guess if I yeah if I did, I probably was just like fuck this. I wasn't happy about it. But yeah. you have like this whole contingent of people out there who are just like. Uh, claiming that's like destroying the world and they're like men aren't men anymore and all this blah 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 whatever uh, shit yeah that's um, a whole Yeah, so i'm not going like that way yeah because i also don't really believe it's real but like um you know raising kids the way they think you should be raising especially young sons is just also they're gonna grow up to be shitty people as well and it's not really the way to do it you and know we're gonna
1: see more and more of that as we as yeah. we move on through the next couple of episodes. Yes.
0: I mean, we'll get there with AJ obviously next week, but once yeah. he starts showing signs of just being, you know, a total asshole, yep. uh, there's obviously something thrilling for him, but also Tony starts to be like, yeah, like here's a son I can respect, you know, <laughs> put totally. an acid on people's feet. And-, and, it, and
1: it also helps him to, well, let's save that. Yeah. Um, but over the next couple of episodes, we do get sort of an exploration where, you know, we're, we're looking at the effects of this life on, people at different ages you know so mm-hmm. we've got uh we've got uh you know we, i mean even even in the first episode of the season we have nika who's there bobby bobby and janice's daughter mm-hmm. you know like it, we don't really see the effects of that but it definitely kind of you know they, we dabble with it a little bit and mm-hmm. how she's exposed to a lot of horrific shit and then you know there's Vito jr who's a kid and then we're going to talk about aj who's like 20 and the and parisi and you know these these other guys mm-hmm. who are just total shitheads mm-hmm. um and then chrissy it's an interesting theme kind of running up through the ages of of the, yeah. of the the mafioso legacy
0: yeah um and we don't get a lot of christopher in this episode um which is normally if we have any aj we get like some christopher but uh sure, that sure. next week they'll definitely be compared once again um oh, and side like, by side yeah yeah um but um but Vito jr yeah i mean it's uh it's sad and scary and uh yeah um want to know my slam dunk for the week okay okay so we've been talking about tony isolating himself from everybody i think that he is essentially doing what Vito Jr. has done and taking a shit in the shower just to make everyone run out of the room and leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a comparison there between how Tony's behaving and uh, Vito Jr. Jumping on the floor and stepping in it.
1: it. That's a good point because honestly there's a time in everyone's life when they sort of want to do that. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, and I'm just doing be it like, right you, now.
1: You, okay. He does <laughs> not want to do the podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But, like, yeah, it's just it's just the sort of, like, I want to show everyone how fucked up I feel, mm-hmm. and I want to be left the fuck alone. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, well, that's that's cogent. That's something,
0: right? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a theory. Just thinking about it while well, I'm doing the same thing right here, and it seemed like <laughs> a some kind of theory. I don't know. <laughs> it's good. Um, I like it. But, uh, yeah, so... Tony is a little bit better of a person to talk to this kid than uncle Phil is, but, uh, certainly, you know, he's been through therapy. He's sensitive himself, whether he wants to admit it or not, you know, he doesn't want to admit it, but he does. We've seen him cry many times. We know that somewhere in there is a sensitive, sensitive guy hidden underneath all this, uh,
1: hardened exterior. I do think that the only good fatherly advice anyone's gotten in this series, I think certainly this last couple of seasons is, uh, when uh, Bobby and Chrissy talk to AJ, because they find out that he wanted to buy a knife from some dude at the at the yes at the fairgrounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Chrissy like he's like go to the gym, <laughs> dumbbells, you know, like <laughs> fuck, your, fuck, girlfriend fuck your girlfriend more. Girlfriend <laughs> more. I mean, look, it's coarse, but it's not the wrong advice.
0: I know it's 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 the right direction. In that
1: scenario, they're just like, look, you don't want any part of this. Yeah. yeah. Which Bobby and Chrissy are much better at saying outright than what Tony does, which is sort of like with a wink, like somehow his vortex pulls people into this life that he led. He's one of those parents who can only give advice based on exactly what he's done. Mm -hmm. and, and, So that's why AJ is going to wind up becoming, you know, fully becoming a sociopath Mm -hmm. like his dad in certain ways.
0: Yeah. Or at least like just a really lazy person who doesn't want to work and wants to just parasite off of others to, uh, you know, it
1: feels terrible. So he hurts people.
0: Yeah. Yeah um yeah aj's gonna have a couple rough episodes coming up starting now he gets he gets dumped to live in la vida Loca, which uh (laughs) is just so comical it's my favorite thing um uh yeah we'll explore his shit a little more next week but
1: that's a fun scene though where he's like picking up the kid they're going to the puerto rican day parade he's got the chin strap he's all in yeah with his puerto rican girlfriend and uh Blanca really uh, gives it to him.
0: Yeah. I wonder what it was exactly. I, I feel like since this second half of the season has started, we've obviously seen that she's not as into AJ as, as she seemed at the end of
1: season six, a, she just knows that he's like from a totally different fucking planet. Yeah. Right. It's and, like, and just will never understand her because like th- there's the scene where, where Carmel is talking about selling her place. Yeah. And she's like that big fucking house for the two of them. And then who, uh, Meadow says, well, they they have a baby on the way and she's just like, Oh, (laughs) Oh,
0: okay. So what about the other 10 bedrooms in there? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah,
1: And and AJ has no idea what, I mean, when they started out, AJ was like kind of the interlocutor between those two worlds. Like he got it better than most where he was like, what she's saying is that people in our neighborhood who get arrested, don't come back the same night, you know, Mm -hmm. and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's faded a lot where she's just like, this kid is just lost like a hundred percent. Right. The, not, not here on, on planet earth with me.
0: Yeah. Like they just have no understanding of what, you know, the real world and you know, her world is like, I guess for anyone who's actually had to like make an honest day or, or work an honest day in their life. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. But it's, um, so we can kind of see it coming, but AJ just does not at all. I'm really curious where he got the ring, how he had the money to buy that. Um, well, he has a
1: job. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a huge manager job. now, it, I think. Right. Or it, he's working. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He's not at the construction company. He's at right Beans, He's
0: at Beansies. He's yeah. He's night manager. He's going to work his way up to day manager and then open a club in a couple of years, which sounds <laughs> yeah. like it's I mean, with Tony's help, I guess it's possible, <laughs>
1: but still he probably lofty. makes more than your average pizza manager. Maybe I really think so. I don't know what the average pizza maker
0: or pizza manager makes exactly. I, mean, I
1: think we can say that it's probably like in the 15 to 25 an hour type range. Yeah, probably. You know? um, but yeah. I, I'm sure that Beansy is making sure that he's taking care of a little bit more to appease Tony.
0: That's probably true. Especially if it's a cash business, that's almost certainly true. If yeah. they're not declaring anything at all.
1: Stocks is a cash business.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's like slight comparisons just just because they're sons of two like tough guys or mafia guys um, between AJ and, and Vito Jr. Yeah. but that's kind of where it stops. And um, Both of them
1: fucked up though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but they
1: are fucked up. They are fucked up. Vito yeah.
0: Jr was just I mean, you know, if any of them had any uh just I mean, Tony should understand being in therapy that like what this kid is doing is just a <laughs> yeah. reaction to everything that's happened in his life and he it's understands not his fault.
1: Freud. Yeah. and psychology.
0: <laughs> you know? Um yeah. Uh so I think that about wraps it up. The only other thing is we have the little uh we there's the scene of Ahmed and uh Muhammad outside of their mosque and that's This
1: is a good this is a good thing to talk
0: about. Yeah. There's there's a lot of table setting in this episode, really. This well, is a big
1: Is this so when Tony was talking to uh Carmela You know about her worrying about what's going to happen and like Mm -hmm. all this stuff and he says that you know what happened to johnny sack is not going to happen to him also like which aspect of what happened to johnny sack Mm -hmm. but i think he's talking about being arrested and 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 ratted on and right put away forever yeah um does he is he saying that be part in part because he know he's got this this card up his sleeve with the fbi
0: uh, yeah. I mean, I think the wheels are turning. It's not till next episode that he talks with the agents, I think. Right. That's right. the, yeah.
1: But he sees them, but I, it's just like a kind of cross episode connection that I made there. Cause I yeah. watched, I watched them or parts of them back to back. And like, I, I was wondering because it's like, he knows just as well as anyone he's explained to Melfi. Like, is this the big day when one of my best friends is going to wrap me out to the FBI? Mm-hmm. And he's like playing both ends against the middle here by giving up these, uh,
0: yeah, these yeah. Arab dudes. I think like it's now knowing how it all winds up, I think that yes, like maybe the first time you're watching this, you don't pick up on that. Right. Or I didn't. I thought it was, I, I mean, I remember thinking like maybe they're really going to do some kind of terrorist angle here. Like who knows, you know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if the show somehow ended with like, like Tony's about to go to jail and then like they blow up the FBI building and it's like one last laugh from david chase just being like you thought we we're <laughs> gonna do this one thing here's this crazy other that weird shit
1: fucking crazy
0: um I, I mean at the time there were all kinds of theories it was like how are these people gonna tie in what's gonna happen right, is, right. um and then of course they chose the thing that makes the most sense and is the most true to life in a way is that someone like tony who's always scheming is, is figuring out a new way to scheme
1: and he's a and he's a rich connected dude yeah you know yeah and also like the fbi agents
0: you know they're there's just a lot of similarities there. Like they're in new territory. Tony's kind of in new territory. Like neither of them really fit in the modern world the way they used to, where it was just kind of like, you're on one side of the line. I'm on the other. We're chasing after each other, but we can meet up in the sub shop every once in a while over a, you know, Italian sandwich. A hundred percent. Now it's just kind of like, where is the enemy? Who knows? Like, is this guy, uh, kind of turn into a terrorist, or is he just is he just a normal person? You know, it was just a lot of that shit.
1: Apparently, they are a little bit terroristy. Yeah. Um, and, you and it's know. interesting that they gave that to us, or they they wind up giving that to us. Or no, we already had it. Basically, I mean, they're we knew they well. They picked up guns, right? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows if they're they're actual like you know they're uh, affiliated, I guess, as it were.
0: Yeah. But we never they're
1: definitely buying automatic weapons.
0: And it it happened so fast, but there's a shot in this episode where one of them's carrying one, right? Or is that that was that totally? I was looking down, like taking notes, and looked up, and I thought in one of the shots where Tony's looking back. That one of them like had something in his hand, but I, I could be wrong. I oh, don't know. I
1: don't recall that. I, I, it looked like they were just going into the mosque. Oh, I
0: thought there was. I watched with my eyes squinted, um, <laughs> just because I think it looks better when you can't see the whole I, thing. I don't
1: look at the screen. Yeah. I, I <laughs> no, only listen and just try to imagine what it looks like. Yeah, you're so. just like
0: facing the other way. Yeah, it's kind of like that old. That old ad where, like, the guy's in the chair and the speakers are blowing him back, and yeah. we were just like turned around completely. Yeah. And the Sopranos are on full blast.
1: Either that or in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have it on in the other room to right. get get ready for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember a machine gun Maybe or, not. or I a could gun, be wrong. but they definitely bought like semi automatics yeah. to settle a family dispute. Of some sort, which is again totally normal. Yeah, so we
0: still don't know anything about these guys. This is America,
1: <laughs> you know. Like, uh, yeah, it's but it's this kind of thing where I, I, I it, it's maybe it's not as cut cut and dry as I remembered it, but they kind of it it's very clear that he's not ratting on some like rando, innocent Middle Eastern people going to to mosque.
0: Right. You don't find out exactly what's going on, but it becomes some, the FBI at least thinks it's valuable at that time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: And then we find out later on that, Oh, they like they got a hit on the guy. Basically, yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, that was a dude who yeah. was doing something." You know.
0: So yeah, so that's getting set up uh, here in this episode. I think I think the problem a lot of people had with this when it was airing it was it was again that feeling of like, "Oh my god, there's five episodes left. Like, why are we doing a hash episode? Um, we need a but, come on." No, it's I, Hesh. I'm just, I just think that's.
1: It, no, the, I'm not. I know you're. You're just. You know, yeah. you're raising
0: it. Well, you yelled at me. No. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, sorry for yelling. uh But it's it is like they really set up a lot of the second half of the season. There's like obviously the AJ stuff, the Christopher stuff melfi is getting really sick of tony she's just mad that he's missing so many appointments and she's like i'm not taking this anymore like yep. you're not taking this seriously and then there's like the terrorist angle mm-hmm. uh and then also he screams at carlo and carlo looks pretty upset and we know eventually and he's going to conf- testify confused yeah <laughs> just always all
1: right carlo does wind up testifying yeah
0: and so we don't know when he started ratting or cooperating but like you know, maybe he, maybe went home that night and was like, you know what? Whoa, Fuck this guy.
1: Whoa, here's my dunk. Carlo's already an informant. Possibly. He's egging Tony on to whack Hesh.
0: To get something on tape. To get
1: something on tape. Interesting. Or to just be like, I know for a fact that this came from the highest level.
0: Interesting. Maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, baby! Shit, we've done it again, <laughs> lighting up the internet with our new theories it's here. Okay, you had a good assist, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, it, it was a necessary episode. A lot of stuff had to be, you know, put in place for the for the end game, basically.
1: Hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything Whoa. else? I think that about does it. That about does it. I mean, the AJ, the AJ saga. I mean, we're gonna be staring down the AJ and Chrissy vortex for a couple of episodes mm-hmm. here. And uh, furthering Tony's descent into hell in, yeah. in every possible aspect imaginable.
0: Yeah, basically I'm trying to think. Everybody just There's gets more miserable from here. Pretty much, or they die, or you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it gets darker and darker. It's brutal. Uh, just stylistically too, and just everything about it is just uh. I
1: don't. I don't want to watch it actually. Me neither. Yeah. Let's just not do it. Do it in the shower. That's what I'm saying. Just listen (laughs) to it. Just turn it up really loud and like uh, just hop in the shower for an hour. (laughs) 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 55 minutes, whatever. My landlord will love that. Yeah. Like totally draining the
0: the hot water boiler. (laughs) um all right well that does it next week is a little iffy for us we're gonna try but just i would plan on us being off next week and we'll be back the week after probably we'll live in
1: la vida freelance yeah and we're both working next weekend <laughs> so yeah so that's what's happening we both
0: have a long stretch here uh, i would consider this until further notice it's a bi- bi-weekly podcast i yeah, guess because I mean, um, march also might be a little crazy but um this
1: is good would you say there's gonna be some madness in march
0: i would say so i yeah, think so that's what march I is a crazy time for some reason everyone goes <laughs> mad um so we'll be back to talk about walk like a man which is maybe my favorite of the season or it's one of them at least it's a really
1: hard episode yeah, to watch on a lot of levels
0: Polly and chris have one last dance and um great ending i love the it, final scene of that episode and
1: we get another sort of duality between chris and aj, and AJ yeah um yeah
0: a lot of sons it's, a lot of bad sons
1: who's, who should just
0: fucking die, but they won't. It's a curtain
1: call of sorts for Chris. Mm-hmm. We should savor it. It's important in life.
0: That's true, yeah. And this is a curtain call for Hesh. So, Hesh, thanks for all the laughs and all the, uh, you know, advice, the fatherly advice that yeah. he once gave. Um, too bad it ends up like this, but uh, he mean, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead.
1: I you know. Yeah. Anyway. And he, I, he won't let himself be too infected by Tony Soprano. He, he, he made it work when... When it made sense, but that's clearly true. he's smart enough to resist the full the full life. Yeah. You know. And so I think for that he'll live a lot longer. hmm
0: Hopefully. Um so that does it. We'll be back in uh one to two weeks. <laughs> and uh yeah. thanks for listening. Do the social media stuff, um iTunes reviews. Maybe like we should switch it and you should they should give us one star really good reviews just to confuse everybody. I don't
1: think that helps
0: anybody. Okay, don't do that. So five stars yeah. still please and
1: uh, and we got that- a lot of Russian bots giving really great reviews. Like yeah yeah this this podcast is really great. And then if people say it's bad, they comment back and they're like, what about Joe Rogan? What about this? What <laughs> yeah. about this? All these other ones. All these other ones. Yeah, it helps. It does help. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye. You know bye is better than a song. Love is where